Hey friends, I hope you're doing well and taking care of the people and pets that are important to you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it happened. I'm not even two months into editing what I anticipate will be the novel I release into the world in 2021, and this past weekend I was struck, I was struck with the beginning, the middle, and the end of the plot for a whole new story that, I guess, will be the book I release into the world in 2022. Look, I, I don't make the rules. I don't control the universe or whichever celestial magics it is that work their way through the cosmos into my noodle. I only know that inspiration can strike at any time. And when it strikes, you better be ready. An inspiration struck me this past Saturday, and I was ready! Let me set the scene for you. I just got home after having picked up an iced coffee for my wife at Dunkin' Donuts. I just said ice. It's iced with a D at the end. An iced coffee for my wife at Dunkin' Donuts. In the car, on my way home, I'd been listening to Momus' album, Accordion. Great album, by the way. If you're looking for... A jumping-on point for Momus? Try Accordion. Holy moly, what an album. Anyway, the last song from the album I'd heard had a line about Oscar Wilde. Okay? I walked into the house, gave my wife her coffee, sat myself down on the love seat in the living room, and turned on the TV. Now, now, I put on the movie The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I still haven't seen in its entirety yet. Now, the volume was turned down all the way. But I had the closed captioning on. Now in the next room, which is the kitchen, my daughter began playing the Sex Pistols album, Never Mind the Bollocks. I take out my phone, and I'm scrolling through social media. Every once in a while I look up and read some dialogue from the Buster Scruggs movie. I'm hearing the Sex Pistols coming from the kitchen. I'm still thinking about Oscar Wilde. And in that moment, in that moment, I swear to you, ladies and gentlemen, it all came to me. The protagonist, the villain, the beginning, the middle, and the end. Just like that. Like I said, I was holding my phone. So I immediately opened my notes app, and I wrote it all down. Now granted... I don't have every last detail worked out, but I don't plan on sitting down to start writing this thing until November. That's nine months from now. Between now and then, I've got the, the manuscript I'm currently working on. I've got to make it as good as it can be before I put it out into the world. God willing, in late summer, early fall of this year. Whew. Sorry to be emotional, but it's emotional, right? It's emotional! Oh. Now, if, if you, dear listener, are interested in purchasing any, any one of the eight novels I've already written and published, I would encourage you to direct your internet browser to your country's Amazon and type my name, which is Andy Mascola, by the way, M-A-S as in Sam, C-O-L-A as in Coca-Cola, into the search bar. There are no ads on this podcast called People Are the Enemy, and there's no Patreon set up for it. So, please, if you'd like to contribute to myself 
and this fine program monetarily, and get yourself a great ebook or paperback, please consider picking up one or two of my novels. Now, if you don't use Amazon, you can still find most of my stories in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. As always, if you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Hello, People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 160-160 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so, so much for checking it out. Thank you for spending time with me. You've made the right decision. I can tell you already, this is a great episode. And also tell you, you're very good looking. You're very good looking, and you're obviously very intelligent. You have high standards. Because why else would you be listening to this? Do you like peanut butter and jelly? Holy moly, do I like peanut butter and jelly. I don't get it often. My wife buys that natural stuff. Ugh, you ever try that? Oh my god, it's like soup. You ever see it? Ugh, god, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's, it's healthier for you, but I, 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 it's not for me. You can't make a sandwich out of it. But, uh, but the, you know, a, a week ago I, I said, could you please pick me up some peanut butter and jelly? Because I was craving peanut butter and jelly. And, 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 and for me, I like Skippy. I like Skippy peanut butter. And uh, for the jelly, I like that Welch's grape jelly. Oh my gosh, so, so good, so good. I'll, I'll, you know what, a couple nights during the week, I just put it on a spoon. I literally just, you know, I take a big spoon. And I, mind you, I'm the only one eating it. I should clarify that because... Because what I'm about to tell you, if if you think that we're sharing it, it's going to sound gross because I use one spoon, big spoon, and scoop uh, like half a spoon of peanut butter and then dip it into the jelly and then put it into my face. And it's uh, fantastic. And I do that like two or three times and that would be my dinner. I know it doesn't sound substantial, but uh, boy, was it good. And did it hit the spot? My goodness. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly, man, there's nothing like it. So good. So good. I could I could just eat peanut butter, too. I like peanut butter. I, it's weird. Like, the jelly is just too sweet by itself, right? I can't imagine. Under, I guess on, on toast, it makes sense. But I can't imagine just eating jelly out of a, <laughs> out of a jar, you know? <laughs> you remember that movie, like, Hope and Glory, where it was supposed to be um, England during World War II, during the... Uh, during uh, the bombings of World War Two, and uh, they found like a can of like jam, and the family was psyched, and they're all like eating it directly out of the can. And I guess, I guess, they they were talking about like a, you know the, the the Brits were wild about jelly and jams at that time. But I I can't imagine just it's just so sweet. Maybe maybe back in the day it wasn't that sweet. I don't know, I don't know. I, you you know I was thinking about this uh, this recently, um, and I I posted this on Twitter last week. Maybe you saw it, but. Uh, I was thinking, like, who is the Canadian Bob Dylan? You know what I mean? Because you know, you got, you got, yeah, you you Bob Dylan. He's been around for for such a long time, and he's such a you know staple of of American folk music. And now he's a living legend, essentially, right? And uh, and you think about it, all that he's done with his career, these these amazing albums and these literal like periods, the way like uh, Picasso had like a, a certain kind of sound during a certain period. Uh, sorry, 
a certain kind of painting during a certain kind of period, you know, like the Cubist, uh, Picasso, the Blue Period, etc., etc. Just like that, Dylan's had his kind of periods. I thought, like, who who is the Canadian equivalent of that? And and I put posted this question on 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 Twitter, and a lot of people, a lot of people responded. One fella, one fella just put a picture of Joni Mitchell, and I was like, holy crap! I think that's right. I think Joni Mitchell is the Canadian Bob Dylan, for sure, right? I mean, think about it. Think about her career, man. Think about what she's done. Think about the content, right? Think about uh, um, think about the the subject matter. You know, I think I think she's the Canadian Bob Dylan, and 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 good on you, Canada. She's wonderful, wonderful. I I might even prefer Joni Mitchell at times over Bob Dylan. You know. As far as listen, listenability, my goodness, my goodness. You know, I've been going on these job interviews recently, and uh, because I'm still looking for work, and um, I had to drive through a toll last week because I was driving up north, and uh, to for this interview, a lot of the interviews I've done in person, believe it or not. Of course, it's all very safe. You know that they're you know you're wearing a mask or social distancing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in these interviews, but I I was driving through a toll and somebody paid the toll for me. Isn't that the sweetest? And on my way to an interview, I thought that was a really good sign. I thought, oh, this, that's so nice, you know? Next time I should pay it forward. Next time, well, as soon as I get a job, I'll start paying it forward. You know what I mean? Pay for the person behind me. But uh, but obviously, while I'm looking for work, I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta close up the wallet for the time being. The one thing I did buy recently was a new leash for the dog, because I, I, I told you last week, if you listened to last week's episode, episode 159, you heard my story about the dog getting out and then me having to chase the dog like 45 minutes away out of my neighborhood in order to, 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 to finally get into a neighborhood where this woman came out of her house and brought a slice of ham. I know I'm telling the whole story again. The, the, the point is, the leash I have, even though I, I, it still works and I put her on it, it's already snapped once, and this wasn't the time it snapped. This it had snapped a, a couple weeks prior, and I'd had had to have tie it in like in a knot. And but moreover, the dog just likes to chew on it. You know, she gets excited, and she'll like if it's some if she's you know running around in in an excited fit. You know, she'll get it in her mouth and start chewing on the leash. And and of course, it's starting to get frayed, and I'm frayed. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, that the thing's going to snap while I'm out walking her because she pulls, man. I mean, she's just like, you know, she's probably 35 pounds at this point. And, and this seems to be as big as she's going to get. But man, does she have some strong legs and she can pull, man. And, and when she's pulling, I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid. Like, if this thing snaps, I'm going to lose my dog again. So I I, I, I went to, uh, to the pet store, uh, the pet supply store, rather, uh, downtown, and I picked up some some uh, um, some dog food for her because we needed that and while I was there I picked up a, I picked up a, a new a new leash and it's of course it said that retractable leash as I'd mentioned previously on the the other show there that's sort of like a I compare it to a um, to you know like a, uh, a tape measure you know like the retractable tape measures and this one this is like it's for dogs like a hundred pounds plus so I'm thinking to myself like well my dog is nowhere near a hundred pounds but but if I've got this, there's no way she's going to break it. It's a knock on wood. Knock on wood. I'll knock on wood right now. Right? <clears throat> there's no way she's going to, you know, break this thing or get loose from it. Now, of course, she could chew it to hell and then it could break. But I'm going to do my best to to not let it get anywhere near her mouth. Because, uh, you know, these things aren't cheap. You know, these leashes, they are upwards of $30. And, and, uh, and, and you know, it's it, they're good products. And, they, they, they you know, it's still... I say good products. I mean, I understand... 
I just told you a story that it broke, but that was after a lot of use and in, in her getting in her mouth and stuff. But otherwise, you know, it didn't. It's never jammed up or anything like that. And I'm keeping the other one just in case. You know, it'll be the backup in case something uh, something happens. You know, and I, I talk about uh, anyway. So I got the new leash, and it's hopefully going to last me a while, um, um, uh, and uh, hopefully it, it'll be much stronger and. Uh, and and God willing, I'll never have that problem with the dog getting out of the house again, not on a leash, and then me having to chase it forty five minutes out of uh, away from my home. That was that was insanity. Whew. Now now speaking of job interviews, I'm doing like two or three a week, which is nice, you know. And, and a lot of times I'll do them, I'll do them uh, uh, via video chat, you know, via Zoom or um, via Google Meet or. Um, Sometimes it's just just a phone call. I've done a couple of those that were just phone calls. Phone screens are one thing, you know, where it's a it's a brief conversation with an HR person before they let you talk to the hiring person. Uh, and then sometimes it's been a conversation with the hiring person. I've done that too. But also I've done a, a few that have been in person. And uh, again, it's always been on the up and up as far as safety is concerned. You know, people are very concerned. And I I, I went to one uh, this past week, and they took they took my temperature in the building before they let me in. And I got into this little tiny elevator, and I rode it up upstairs. And um, man, I'm in this building, and I'm just looking around in at the you know before I get in the elevator, and even in the elevator, and I'm like, I don't I don't know if this is gonna work. You know what I mean? And now now I I I understand that like. Andy, you, you knew everything about this job before you went in to, to apply for it and, and before you're sitting down to speak to these folks about about your working for them, right? So what do you mean you don't know if it's going to work? But I'm going to tell you, and, and this is this is true, and, and maybe you can relate. But, you know, as a younger fella, you know, I think you can, you can adapt much easier to situations, brand new situations, as far as, especially as far as working situations. You know, you, you, you attend a school, you have no say as far as what the school looks like or what the other students are, who the other students are going to be or your teachers or anything like that. And you come into the room and you sit down and you're like, okay, well, this is where I am for, for the rest of the school year, you know, and I'm sitting here and I'm learning, right? And you're looking around at everything and you're like, okay, this is the classroom, right? Okay, so my point is you get out of school, meaning you, you, you graduate high school, you go to college maybe, and you graduate college, and then you go into the working world. And as a younger person, it's easier to tolerate certain aspects of your environment, right? Because it's brand new. And you think to yourself, well, I'm not going to be here forever. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll be here a couple years. Maybe I'll be here four years. Maybe maybe you're not even thinking that far into the future. Maybe you're just like, I'm just going to be here eight months until I can find something else. Whatever it is. But you get into a job and you just take the job. And you you think to yourself, like looking around and you look at the people you work with. And you're like, well, I'm, I'm the youngest person here. And a lot of times you are, especially if you just graduated high school or college. And, and you think like, these aren't my people. You know, and this... It, it, but I can I can hang out here. I can tolerate this, and they're gonna they're I'm gonna learn this job. I'm gonna learn this this skill, and and then I'm gonna take my this skill and move on to something else. Now this is not me. Not I'm a, I'm a middle aged man. I'm 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 46 years old. <laughs> oh, it's awful, awful. I hate to hear myself say it, but I I have age vanity. Pardon me, and I I apologize to anybody who's older. I I I I I respect you. Believe me, I respect age. For me, myself, my, I, I've got a weird age vanity. I don't care to talk about it. But <clears throat> regardless, it's, it's neither here nor there. The, the, the point is, at this point in my life, I've been through jobs. I, 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 I've, I've sat in cubicles. You know what I mean? I, I've, 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 uh, I've uh, 
I've, I've, I've worked in labs, you know, in literal labs and buildings, you know, whether it's a photo lab, medical lab, you know, just different odd jobs that I'd had as a younger person, you know, and I, I was able to like adapt to the surrounding then, but, but as a 46 year old man, like I look around and I'm, I, I just know myself, like, I, I'm not going to be, if I'm in a place where I'm not going to be happy, I know almost immediately I can look around and say, this isn't going to work. This, this, this is not who I am. I can't, I can't, I can't adapt to this. I suppose worse comes to worse. And you're in a situation where you have to take a job because, because God forbid you can't find anything else and you have to, to kind of compromise and you say to yourself, okay, well, this is going to have to do for now. Okay. I can appreciate that. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm new in the job search right now. It may eventually come to that. God help me. I hope it doesn't. I've been very fortunate as far as as far as uh, as far as availability for 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 employment right now and 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 people hiring in my in my state. Uh, I don't mean to belabor this. I don't want to talk a lot about it. My my only point is that like I walk into places now as a forty six year old man coming out of a job that I'd had for over twenty years, and I know immediately whether or not it's going to work. You know, just looking around like I can't I can't hang with this. This is. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't to like this isn't to like criticize um the quote unquote niceness of a of a place. I mean that's important. Cleanliness is obviously important, these things, but just you know, you look around and you can kind of tell like the, the work environment and you're kind of looking at it and you're like, this is this is not gonna work. And I, I had one of those this past week. I walked into a place and I just I got this vibe. I said, This this is not gonna work. And when I was sitting down to the interview, and uh, talking to these folks about this opportunity, I was thinking to myself, "This this isn't going to work," and uh, and I was like, "There's there's no way I I I'm going to be happy here. There's no way I I I'm going to I'm going to be successful if you're if you're not happy somewhere. How are you going to be successful there? There's no way I can I can I can do that." So, so I immediately uh, moved the conversation into other areas, and you know, and 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 I was able to kind of. I was able kind to kind of truncate the entire interview and say, "Look, I appreciate you having me. Um, I don't think this is for me, and uh, but I do appreciate your time and I appreciate you you talking to me about this opportunity." And 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 these people were grateful, thankfully. And I walked out of there and and I moved on with my life. And I just got in my car driving home, thinking to myself, "I can't be the only one." And, and sure enough, you know, I got home and I called my father just to get some sort of sense of empathy, you know, because I you know I said like. I, this, this can't be just me. And he says, no, he says, believe me. He said, there's, that's what happens. You walk into a place and there's just places that you feel like I don't belong here. This is not, this is not who I am. I can't be this person. And, uh, and if you know, it just won't work. So that was my experience, but, but I'm staying optimistic. I'm still looking at a lot of things. I, I, I'm having a, I'm having some very fine interviews and feeling good about them and uh, in, in positions and places that I'm very interested in, in, in working. So I'm, I'm hopeful and my, I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic. Uh, please uh, stay optimistic for me. I'm doing the best I can. I'll move on to other things now. I don't mean to, to, to stick on the job thing. I know it's sort of a bummer. It, it's a bummer for me to say it, you know. Let's talk about Valentine's Day. Did you have a nice Valentine's Day? Did you do you celebrate Valentine's Day? A lot of people probably don't. Yeah, you know, I've got a buddy. He and his wife don't do anything for each other. Like they don't they don't do birthdays for each other. I don't think they do anything. 
you know? It's just the way they do things. It's just the way they prefer. They have kids, so obviously they 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 do nice things for their children. But uh but uh, as far as as far as these romantic holidays and like birthdays and stuff, they're like, nah, nah, they don't want to do anything for each other. I, I get it, it's fine. I I I I do, you know what I mean? I do like doing nice things. I I I I do go Valentine's Day shopping. I think I think the price of Valentine's Day cards is kind of absurd. I I mean I get it. You 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 buy like, you know, a few cards a year, so they charge an outrageous amount, but like, you know, 4 or 5 dollars for a card that you're going to read once and then what? Put it in a box or or maybe even throw it in the garbage, you know? It just seems seems a little outrageous, you know what I mean? Cuz I and this is a nerd speaking. Uh, this is this is totally coming from my nerd brain. But I'm like, for four dollars, I could get a, a brand new comic book. <laughs> you know, and I could I could sit down and read this comic book for 15, 20 minutes, and it could provide this nice pleasure that I could put it in a bag and put it in a box and never read it again. Now, it's I, I I understand. Like it's the it's the sentimentality of it. It's the um, it's the thoughtfulness. You write something beautiful in a card, and I do this. I'm not I'm not against this. I did this this year. I got I got Valentine's cards for my mother, and uh, for for my wife, and for my daughter for sure. You know, and then my wife and I just you know obviously I'm not working, so we're talking about you know Valentine's Day plans. In the past, we may have gone out to dinner or something. She said, "Let's just get a pizza," and I was like, "Great, I love pizza." So and she loves pizza, so we got pizza, and that was nice. We had a nice little pizza dinner. It was good. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was nice and, uh, you know, not necessarily romantic, but it was, it was nice. And we, we, uh, I, I, I gave her a beautiful card and, and we had a, we had a great evening and, uh, and that's what it's all about, right? Just living in the moment, uh, you know, showing appreciation for the person that you're with, right? That's all you can do. I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope you had a great Valentine's day. I hope you're having a good week. I hope you have a good week coming up. And uh, and wish me luck on the job hunt if you're if you're thinking of me. And um, what else can I tell you? Oh, we're supposed to have a guest next week, so that should be fun, right? Uh, but I'm not going to say any names or anything else because you know anything can happen. You know, it could get pushed out. The person could bail. Whatever. But uh, keep an eye on the uh, on the Twitter feed for the show, which is people are as in the letter R the enemy. Uh, at Twitter, obviously at people are the enemy. And uh, if you follow us, we'll follow you back. And um, and uh, keep an eye out because uh, hopefully I'll be announcing a, a guest uh, later on this week. Uh, this has been episode 160 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.